Hello, hello, it's me, Kezia, the Deputy Editor of Professional Beauty, back with another episode of the Pro Beauty Pod. This week, I chat to one of my industry faves, Chidem Kemal Yomaz, who is a chemical engineer and founder of Skin Masterclass. Um, you need to check out Skin Masterclass on Instagram. Such an incredible educator, such a great page to learn from. It's something that I use as a resource all the time when I'm looking to layer ingredients if I want to know a bit more about a very specific trending ingredient. If you go to her page, it'll be on there and it'll be in depth and it'll be broken down in an infographic so that there's no way that you're not going to come away from it completely understanding and really educated. I speak to her about setting up her business, doing so remotely and during the pandemic. We also spoke about tackling misinformation on social media, which is a huge issue. We also spoke about overcoming self-doubts. And we briefly discuss skincare mixology, which is the topic that Cheedem will be covering in her talk on the skin and advanced treatment stage at PB North on the 24th and 25th of September in Manchester. Really looking forward to you getting to know Cheedem. Uh, I love her. You're going to love her. So let's get into it. Hi, Cheedem. Hi, Kezia. Lovely to see you. Oh my God, it's so lovely to see you too, honestly. One of my faves in the skincare industry. So thank you. I'm so, so happy to have you on our new podcast. One of my faves. uh, Oh my God, So thank you so much for inviting me. So I can't wait to get started. Yeah, let's get into it. Well, firstly, for people who don't know you, can you just introduce yourself, introduce... um, you're obviously, Cheatham's a chemical engineer, guys, which is pretty amazing. So I'd love to hear about how you got into that and then how you started your amazing um, skin masterclass because it's such an incredible company, um, incredible education. If you don't follow Cheatham on Instagram, follow um, Skin Masterclass and you will learn so much. But yeah, just give us a quick intro. I am uh, originally from Cyprus, from Northern Cyprus. I'm British, currently live, residing in Malaysia just for the last two weeks. Graduated from University of Bath, actually. I've done a chemical engineering degree and I spent probably a good chunk of my uh, adult uh, life being a chemical process engineer working for a multinational company to work with in Manchester, in their Manchester branch. And uh, very boring, I, I must say. It's nothing uh, as exciting as skincare, but I was a chemical process engineer producing uh, polypropylene resins, which is like a plastic mm. resins. Okay. Fancy, sexy, not so sexy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I was there I know, for ten, yeah, 10 years. And then I moved to their uh, France uh, branch. So I was located in uh, South of France. That was sexy. That was nice. Uh, for yeah, three years. Um, and uh, after that, uh, I decided actually life has decided for me I was always on the fence of you know should I should I quit my job should I not should I like you know carry on with my passion projects but I would say um back literally at the very beginning as I started I always had a very a sincere interest on, in skincare and I've mm. always formulated my own products and that's probably how you know the, I got into skincare in the first place because I had a very severe acne prone skin um mm. So I had uh, dryness at the same time. I had like sensitivity at the same time I was suffering with acne. Um, This was, you know, as I was starting my career in the chemical industry. And um, and I thought, okay, well, I have to find a solution for myself. 
And um, of course, with the help of prescription grade skincare products as well, I have also formulated myself um, like a barrier repair moisturizer and an acne treatment serum, which essentially mm. transformed the look of my skin back in the day. Uh, and that essentially was the catalyst and also like the passion project that came into life thinking, okay, wow, like I really like doing this. Um, but, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't frankly afford to lose my job so I just kept on doing them both uh yeah. so working full-time eight to five eight to six yeah uh coming home at the time I'm not married so I'm just basically getting into the kitchen shared accommodation and you know formulating oh, skincare products um so I luckily luckily I had uh, paying friends <laughs> so <laughs> I, I had some uh, freebie wanting friends but I also had some f- paying friends which essentially catalyzed have paying friends yeah you have to have paying friends that's yeah we'll talk about that maybe but you have to have yeah, paying yeah. friends that support you because I remember uh, my 001 batch uh, I, I made 95 pounds and I was like woohoo you know oh like finally I've, I've got some I've got 100 pounds uh, <laughs> after spending thousands of pounds on the ingredients so yeah it's always lovely to have some uh, paying family and friends uh Mm. that that basically started the whole love for skincare I then thought okay well I I can just carry on doing this uh part-time um at the time uh I was visiting uh Turkey there was an opportunity where I could sponsor a Turkish series so it's like um you know drama series um, mm. it's very very popular in in our um in our culture so i did um <laughs> uh, formulate for one of the top celebrities it just it wow. was it was literally by uh, i would say luck but then maybe uh that's uh, yeah un- no, un- i'm sure it was hard myself, work. But, but yeah, yeah. It was hard work. let's put it that way um so yeah, I, I I pitched the concept, and I would say this is the where the whole skin masterclass element started. I pitched the content at the time, uh, saying that you know you have makeup artists doing uh, skincare, uh, mm-hmm. you know, putting on skincare at the yeah. celebrities, um, but they're not trained in identifying the skin type, the skin needs, and also which product would suit. I said, okay, how about I go and I consult and I uh, become like a, like an educator in skincare to mm-hmm. the makeup artists and celebrities there. Um, and at the same time, as I'm educating the makeup artists and we're identifying the skin needs of the celebrity, I can also uh, come back to England and I can formulate their own uh, moisturizer. I can formulate their own serum that they can use alongside with uh, products like Clinique, MAC at the time was another sponsoring brand. Mm. Uh, so they were like, yeah, that's fine. So I traveled a couple of times to Turkey where I had the opportunity to meet these celebrities on set. I got to uh, train the makeup artists and I thought wow this is an, a great concept because not many people like use and I've, I've, we're going back to 2012 2013 now so at the time um, and it's still a catching you know it's still a trend obviously that is growing but at the time it wasn't popular to be using products with education right mm-hmm. it was more about oh it smells really nice and it yeah you know it feels really nice on the skin so I'll apply but it wasn't like it ingredients weren't really talked at the time um so it was definitely a new concept and again this was pre-ordinary you know the brand the ordinary yeah yeah yeah. pre-ordinary stages so you know when I say niacinamide everyone would be like you know Mm -hmm. what like what's that (laughs) (laughs) like or hyaluronic acid they're like come again right now like you know we have clients saying do you have glycinamide do you have sodium hyaluronate so everyone is very well aware of ingredients thanks to Desiem 
um yes that's so true actually I haven't, I haven't thought about that that was a real catalyst wasn't it that brand to be fair oh, yeah it was it, it I, I would say it, it was definitely like the start of skincare education um, wow. there, there were brands like that you know Paula's Choice that they've been have yeah. they've been around for a long time but what made it I would say like go viral definitely was the ordinary because they basically mm. came up with a concept where you can get uh, proven ingredients delivered um and you can purchase them for a good price. You don't need to pay high price. Um, yeah. Just super because, accessible. Super accessible. There you go. That That's it. Mm. Super accessible and for an affordable price. So um, that was that was the beginning of the journey of skincare education, joining uh, skincare education and personalized skincare together. Yeah. Um, which well, led I didn't to know a lot of that now. stuff about you. No, no, yeah, no. That's a lot of that surprise. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I don't really talk about it, but yeah, it's it always starts. That's the thing with any business; it always starts with a passion, and it starts mm. with your own problem, and then you try to fix your own problem, and then you realize that actually it's not only your problem; it's many people's problem. So, uh, yeah. why why don't I tackle the the problem from the head and try and create a concept which includes a skincare education and personalized skincare? routine formation at the same time when it comes to consultations I think that's something that there still needs to be a lot of growth in the the very kind of tailored approach to skincare whereas you know I guess you're right since the ordinary we've had this explosion in kind of cosmeceutical scientific um active ingredient type skincare Mm-hmm. But everyone's just gone, every new ingredient that's trending, like niacinamide, retinol, everyone's just jumped on it, gone crazy, put so much of it on their face with a bunch of other stuff that was trending like a few months before. And then probably that's not the best thing to do, you know. So I think that's yeah. where the next step is, is this very, the, the knowledge about all of these products and how to actually use them properly and when to actually mm. use them properly and not just using everything at once is is probably the situation that we're in yeah mm. no, that, that's true I, I would say like uh on our instagram as well like when someone enters into the instagram page i think the number one thing that they can take away is all about the layering guidelines exactly uh, we, we provide very easily because we talk about individual ingredients being very powerful but we don't really talk about how we can make them come together to enhance yeah. the effects and sometimes mm-hmm. you don't need a definitely you don't need a, the highest concentration of a certain ingredient just to get the best results you can easily yeah. drop down the re, reduce the percentage and have many supporting ingredients coming together in a formula to enhance the benefits and yeah. that's what people are looking for as well like I would say oh, ordinary, as I said was the was the first initiation but people are now looking for a multi multi ingredients in their products because they want to be able to tackle hyperpigmentation and aging in one product because yeah we we have limited uh money to spend now and we want to be able to maximize the results with minimalistic products right that's what everyone is looking for now it's a good trend definitely ingredient layering and getting the most out of your product and your skincare routine with minimal products is definitely the future yeah that was definitely what actually attracted me to getting to know you more I, that was a really creepy way to say it sorry <laughs> um yeah oh. anyway it was oh, your I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I'm so glad you you got to know me more because yeah <laughs> I know I, I saw those infographics and I just wanted to slide into your dms but yeah. um they are so 
useful like there was there was one in particular that I was constantly going back to I think it was the retinol one um just because I find it really hard to like retain information sometimes um especially when it's like steps um so so useful to be able to like obviously retinol is a great ingredient love using it but so useful to be able to have your infographic saved and continuously go back to it like literally every day because I could like it wouldn't go in but oh, still perfect. it was just there oh like, that's so nice to hear so yeah like absolutely love that um so yeah you've mentioned a couple of times that you're in Malaysia making me jealous but um that is awesome like how did that happen like how are you how did you end up in Malaysia and how how are you like running a business from there like such a successful business like that's what I want to know so um, when I was uh, in France, uh, so my, myself and my husband, we were we were both engineers, uh, but he actually was working in a different industry to, to myself. But yeah. we were lucky. I would say it was just quite lucky because everyone, like after university, they got just separated into different, like, you know, some went to the Scotland, some went to the North, East, West. We kind of like, um, you know, without even trying actually, uh, settled in the Northwest because he was working for a company in the Northwest. And so, so you went so to uni I. together. So, yeah, we actually met in uni Aww. together in the same course. We're a course mate. That's so cute. Um, I, was, I, I was the more successful one. But then he, he kind of, he's kind of like surpassing me now at the moment. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> oh, my God. No, 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 no. no. I love that. But, <laughs> uni. But now, like, he's, like, so successful in his job. He's incredible. Like, very, very oh, talented wow. young man. Um, so. Uh, then we moved to France together and again we found uh, jobs which were like you know just a couple of kilometers radius apart so that that worked really well Mm -hmm. and then he got a phone call obviously it always starts with a phone call saying uh, uh, right we have an opportunity so the the job opportunity was actually for him and I was um, on maternity leave at the time Um, so I had my second daughter I was on maternity leave and he just gets this call from one of his contacts um, and you know asking him to move to Malaysia and we just settled in France I was actually quite happy I was on my maternity leave I was like scheduled to go back to work you know a couple of months later so I get this call and I'm like you know swearing (laughs) I'm on the phone no we just settled I like it here and it's like no it will be a great opportunity I was like you know what why not like these kind of opportunities don't happen all the time we just have to take the punt and like take the risk and uh this this was literally couple of months before COVID like COVID was non-existent oh at this God, time. so we got the offer uh November so three months before COVID broke in the world uh so we were yeah. like okay right let's do this so um I uh then I was like okay well I have to like leave my job now so uh I, I kind of needed that because I was in my very safe zone and I think if that never happened I would have probably just never had the yeah never had the courage maybe I, I don't know I can't speak for myself then and now how would I have thought but I think at the time I was just in my comfort zone I was you know I had paying job I had a comfortable like hobby that you know didn't maybe earn me a lot of money but earned me some pocket money and I was providing for my family and that's quite I would say in our uh, culture it's very like you know my mum and dad has always you know put that in me like ne- yeah yeah you have to you have to always provide for your family don't quit mm-hmm. your job without having a security and I've never explored that because it's just too hard to be able to run a passion project and a full-time job and being able to yeah, 100% on all of them so I already I always had to put one on hold and obviously skin masterclass and my products was always the one that I could 
Um, so anyway, I was like, okay, all right, let's take this opportunity. So we moved to Malaysia um, in uh, February. And literally three weeks later, it was COVID. So we got like locked February in. February 2020, wow, Jesus. Yeah, so then we just got locked in and we're like, okay. Here we are. <laughs> what do we do now? Here we are. Like, um, <laughs> but I would say like, despite the... It, it, despite the hardness of obviously COVID and I've lost actually two family members uh, during COVID as well. Oh my God, um, I'm so sorry. It, uh, yeah, thank you. But like it was, it was actually what catapulted the business because at the time, yeah. as you said yourself, like everyone was at home looking for skincare education and I thought, okay, it's just literally now or never. I have to just try my luck. This is where the business turned from a face-to-face business into a virtual business is that because it was COVID obviously and um, I I had to take on the opportunity to to provide consultations and provide education virtually online because yeah. I was in a country where I had no no base no follower count it was it was totally new to me and I thought okay well I, I've got a growing Instagram so I have to take the opportunity now to see if people are interested in skincare consultations so mm-hmm. I started, um, you know, offering that virtual skincare consultations and it became really, really successful uh, to a point where I thought, okay, um, I, I love what I'm doing, but I also want to educate skin professionals because there was definitely a, mar- a gap in the market because um, I had skin professionals like my doctor friends, estheticians, like write and ask their questions to me or to them like, which ingredients should I layer with this? Uh, you know, can you teach us your process? And I thought, okay, there might be an interest in actually uh, turning it from a B two C business. Uh, business. Yeah. So I thought <laughs> I'd give that a go, and that that basically happened, and it it, it went quite successful after that. Wow! So now I had no I'm idea in Malaysia. That... That's how yeah. it is now. I had no idea that you'd started. Well, not started, but like, kind of, it all came into its own when you'd after you'd moved to Malaysia and during COVID. Basically, yes. Was there anything about kind of being, living in Malaysia, obviously like such a beautiful country, right? I've never been there myself, um, but that part of the world, like I lived in Cambodia for a while. um, So I know that there's kind of like upsides and downsides to like, you're not on holiday, you're living there. Um, you've got to earn earn money, um, but it mm-hmm. also you are in like a beautiful location, so everyone kind of see, thinks that you're on holiday. Kind of. Do you think that the fact that you were in Malaysia did that help in any way that that um, you progressed the business? Hmm. Um. Not because I advertised that I was in Malaysia. I w- I wouldn't say no. because mo- mo- most of my clients were still like USA, UK based, or European Europe based. But I mm. also had a growing Malaysian fan base as well, like because like people here mm. are very very into skincare, so yeah. um, it 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 was it it helped quite well because I was able to see face to face clients um, mm. due to the fact that you know after the lo- lockdown was ended, I was able to see face to face clients and advertise that. Now in France, that was quite different for me, and that was quite difficult because I I, I wasn't really speaking the language as well. I, mm. I know very conversational, perhaps. Um, you know French but I'm not able to explain the benefits of niacinamide for example in French right so and and pretty much especially in the south of France you need to know the language so uh, my whole industry on a face-to-face level really suffered in in France and I I kind of not been able to really accelerate the business in France because I uh, of the Mm. the language skills whereas in Malaysia everyone speaks English right so the main Mm. language here is uh, 
Malay, uh, Bahasa, but then second language, everyone speaks English. So I automatically now live in a country where, uh, you know, everyone understands me and I am able to offer that like international advice let's say yeah. in in a, in a foreign country so that that was actually quite um advantageous disadvantage was i was too far from you guys right like in uk i yeah. couldn't travel there was travel bans uh or be involved in events provide face-to-face experiences face-to-face like mm-hmm. masterclasses etc uh but again i thought okay i still need to make it happen and i need to com- completely make my business online right because you know my husband currently has a job where every three years we are moving and now in two weeks time we are actually moving to Germany um so at least you'll be closer I'm glad yeah I am going to be closer so that's why I can get I have these amazing opportunities now that I I will be able to come and uh present at the pro beauty uh I believe it's in September right yeah, we will talk a little bit about that shortly as well. Yeah, so that, um, in that way, it's nice to be close to home because I can just jump on a plane and I can be in London and be able yeah. to provide speak opportunities. But in, what about... in Malaysia, yes, it's beautiful, but it's quite, it's quite, it's still so far away from every everything yeah. and everyone. And I, I found that like when I was living in Asia, it's just like culturally, it's so different. And at first, obviously, you love that, but then when you do start to get like a little bit homesick or you do start to you just need something familiar or something do you know what I mean it mm. it can it can get a bit stressful um no you're right uh like I remember getting really sick in Cambodia and it was just like there was obviously great doctors over there but like I just I just needed someone to like yes I just needed the <laughs> NHS <laughs> yeah, yeah, the NHS. Oh, the loving just NHS. The good old yeah. NHS. I know. Um, I think the time time zone as well. Like now, it's like ten twenty my time, and all my business yeah, meetings true. like happen around like night time. So yeah. that that can all that's also like a disadvantage because you don't have a start time and an end time. Whereas like uh, because all most of the people that I do business with are they're back in Europe, which is like seven hours ahead uh, behind me. So when I'm I can get my head down and do my admin stuff let's say in the morning because everyone is sleeping but then at yeah. night I'm still working because then everyone is awake and then that's when I'm taking my business call I'm doing my you know uh, yeah. master classes or I'm I, I then need to be present and online as well so that's probably the downside that I don't get an offline time are there any advantages like when it comes to like overheads or kind of sure I suppose you don't need an office space but things like that I think with virtual, like virtual brands, which is really good. You, you're right. My only overhead is just my, um, my hosting fee on my website and yeah. transaction fees. Um, so those are kind of like the, I, I don't actually have a location, so I'm not paying rent. There, uh, I'm working from home, so uh, you know my electricity bill and my water bill is all covered within our home expenses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to pay for a separate office. So in that way, actually works really well. In terms of the, um, I'll say good thing about uh, living in Malaysia, you you can still utilize talents, even though if you have a business operating in UK and Europe, you can still um, use talents in Asia. um, Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing at the moment. So I'm, um, you know, I have a social media manager that sits in the Philippines. So like we work for, for you know Mm. same time zone but different country uh she's from philippines i have my um uh business management uh, team that are based in malaysia i have the it software team they're based in malaysia 
And yes, like it is definitely much more affordable to be able to hire yeah. talent in these countries. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in that way, I would say, and I was just talking to my husband about this, actually, it probably would have taken me longer to accelerate in my business if I were to pay that in Europe mm-hmm. because I would simply yeah, not be able to afford it. I did actually yeah. get a quotation. I won't share the cost, but I did get a quotation. It was 10 times more in USA to, to be able to yeah. create a software than I got the quotation here. And the guys are here. I've been just, uh, you know, a, a dream to work with. So um, in that way, I, I would say like anyone that is listening to this, you can still acquire these talents and be able to work with talents here, this part of the world. Um, yeah, for a of fraction course. of the cost, actually. It's the startup businesses where every little penny counts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important to be able to try and stretch your pound. Um, mm-hmm. And that definitely has helped me here. So, you know, for, yeah. for my short, small budget, I would be able to afford a couple of people to be at, at least working with me. Um, yeah. Another drawback, I would say, for virtual businesses is just you feel lonely because all my team mm-hmm. is scattered. So I don't actually have a physical location where I can get ready and go and then we can have coffee together. We can take lunch together. Um, So that is quite, um, that does feel lonely. So all my business meetings, they all happen in virtual spaces. So, you know, sometimes you just wish that you'll be able to, um, you know, Go 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 out for a coffee with your teammates, yeah, right? Course. It's so important. Well, I reckon that's something that you've got in the future, you know? Like, you're going to have a big HQ one day that you can just oh, fly darling. into wherever you are. <laughs> Swan in. One day, one she day. Is. Education is a big thing for you. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people have started to do remotely. It's something that a lot of, all across the industry, like nail techs or whether you're a nail tech or a skincare professional, a lot of people do start off with the hands-on stuff. And then eventually they want to mm-hmm. kind of move over to more kind of like what you're doing, like remote work and education and consultation. Um, mm-hmm. So what advice have you got for people when it comes to that? So, yeah, that that's so true what you said. Like it, the best way of getting expertise is doing it there and then like you have to have the face-to-face opportunities to to gain your expertise and to be able to identify an expert in something so I would say mm-hmm. if you if you come to your career that you have been doing it for a long time and you develop a special skill and special technique in doing something that could be um yeah it could, it, it could be anything right then you have you definitely can monetize on that skill because now you have demonstrated to yourself I, I always feel like you always have to demonstrate yourself first and then to others that you what you have is quite unique you have a skill now that you can potentially monetize on and that skill is is something that you have grafted and learned with years of years of um, working with people and working in salon working like working for yourself working for others so it's never something that you can uh, you can take lightly that's what I'm trying to say yeah. the more you have of these skills the, the better um, and once you get to a stage where I would say and and we we always learn right so I always always still learn from face-to-face experiences and like I never say right now I'm an educator I'm never going to be doing skincare consultations again yeah, yeah, like yeah. always still want to keep my foot in where I am teaching because the best way I I'm able to learn and to understand what clients are in need is to be able to physically still carry on doing that job yeah, uh, of course. Because then yeah. you can say, actually, right, okay, uh, last year there was a, 
there was a need for this, but this year I'm seeing a shift in this. So therefore I can now cater my education or my consultation towards the specific area because this is what is in need and trend, trending. It being able to man- monetize on your skill and your consultation, your the way I of technique. I think that's so interesting what you're saying. is like, I wasn't even, I've never even thought about that, but like as a, so I do nails, as someone who does nails, like when you get good at one specific thing that you've been struggling with for a really, really long time, I do just instantly kind of want to be like, right, this is what I've been doing and this is how you do it, okay? Like that very specific technique, there's someone else that needs that. So it doesn't need to be like necessarily like a whole course of of something to start with. You can start educating really small, right? 100%, of course. And uh, I, I would say that's why social media is so so great because you can use that platform for free to start educating. And then you'll see that obviously that what you are educating, it will get, it will gain you the engagement and and um, the confidence to be able to say that okay I can now take this and I can sell it as a stand standout standalone course so for example I have a curriculum now but I didn't start with a curriculum I just literally started with individual master classes I started mm. with acne master class hyperpigmentation master class right so I started with individual two-hour master classes because I had a um, a technique or a process of doing things because I created the process of for skincare consultation and I thought okay I'm going to now teach my skincare consultation process on treating acne clients and I was teaching mm. that to skin professionals and that was quite successful but it was only two hours then I said okay why don't I try this with uh, uh, with another person that who's quite um, popular in hyperpigmentation treatment and we collaborated together to produce a pigmentation treatment masterclass um, mm-hmm. then later on, so you, I, I, I was doing this on this, on the side where I was still doing my skincare consultations and I thought, okay, this is quite good because like there is definitely a need in this. And now I can maybe create like more of a bundle package where I can say, okay, now I can conclude a science of skincare, acne, pigmentation, vitamin C, retinoids, all in one and sell it as a, a certified program now. So that's what I'm yeah. doing. So you, you can essentially start small with one course, just two hours. Uh, make sure you kind of like pack it with a lot of content and try and over deliver in that mm-hmm. two to three hours that you have. So you leave people hungry for more. So that, yeah. that will give you a platform to go back and say, hey, I've got something more. And then you, 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 you know, you charge, you charge again. Exactly. So that can continually uh, produce so like I your reoccurring about yeah so you do say you've released your first masterclass on acne then obviously from that there's going to be like post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation I guess correct that can be your next one look I'm learning things I think I learned that phrase from you actually I didn't know (laughs) everyone wants to like be able to make money online but it seems so overwhelming but when actually like you've just got to take it step by step step by step is the only way I would say like if because otherwise you wouldn't know what works and you wouldn't know what, what people like or not. So yeah, yeah practice p- makes perfect. So start small, see what people like, what elements of your course is liked. Do they like the more technique side of things or do they like, um, uh, do they like the education science? It d- depends on what you, what you are teaching. When it comes to education, you can still provide that practical experiences. So you might find, okay, uh, people not really, really into the practical experiences. So again, that's something that you can do on the side. So you can provide a technical ma- technical masterclass uh, online, but then you charge extra and then the people can come and see you 
or get educated yeah. the, with you on a practical basis face to face so you can you can have two revenue streams then we were talking earlier weren't we um before we got on this call and you said some really interesting things actually about how you've been seeing things change a little bit this year with your social media mm. would you be able to talk about that yeah sure so last year i would say like infographics was really um really really popular people were like it, it, i i would say like I don't know. Instagram always changes, right? So you never know with Instagram what's going to next be on trend. So last year, because I would say end of last year, they started to actually push reels uh, more to to public um, and uh, images less. So I noticed that the engagement was definitely shifting towards the downside. Uh, versus if I was uh, posting a reel, which I don't really post reels, to be honest with you. But like if I'm mm-hmm. doing like educational reels with context, with like writing, I just actually post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's not me speaking, but if it's something that um, is at least on the in the video format, it performed better. Um, so that that was the reason why I probably decided to go now both ways rather than just solely focusing on infographics. So still, I would say. Um, you know, we, ha- we have a social media uh, manager at the moment that is uh, working on the social media post. So we decided we're going to do five Instagram schematics, so infographics scattered around the month, uh, uh, the week, and then yeah. two uh, reels. Uh, yeah. So that's seven in total. So I am posting c- consistently. I think that definitely helps having a consistent everyday posting time so for me it's like Mm -hmm. 7 p.m malaysia time which is like 12 p.m lunch break for everyone at uk time so i'm very specific and i feel i I think that really helps being very specific with your timing that you post and posting every day um but that's how i said okay five out of the seven five days will be infographics two days will be for real and we'll just do testing just to see what works best and i would say yes like uh, social media is still a powerful source where we get uh our like clients in uh but what also works now is email marketing like um you know email uh, marketing mm, is a really really strong way of communicating your message in a very uh, unique storytelling way and i really love writing i'm really like sharing stories and sometimes on instagram it's just it's it just you you can't really come up with storytelling content on instagram uh, maybe you can yeah. include it in the caption, but who would read their caption, right? Like people just scroll very quickly. Whereas you if it's know. an email, yeah, I know. Maybe you do you read? Yeah, do you like, read captions. I, I definitely think that like captions are starting to become a lot more valuable. It's it's crazy because it's like everything is just changing so so quickly, and it's like it's like you said, your infographics are still doing phenomenal, but you will start to see just that people's wants and needs changing so what I've mm. kind of noticed is that longer captions are doing better now people don't just want like a little mindless caption they want to they are, are willing to read your captions I think but also going back to you said what you said about video I know that was something that you weren't really into and you've mm. kind of decided now that it's like the natural progression for you to kind of go into and also I think you've got to the point like the point in your journey as well where everyone wants to see you everyone wants to see your face everyone wants to get to know you Mm. um they want to hear your voice and that can be quite I guess that can be quite confronting because not everyone wants to do that you know but 
That's true. Yeah. And I, I would say like, again, this is the downside of working from home, actually, because you get very comfortable with your own working habits. So yeah. I don't get dressed up like this. I, I'm pretty much like in my uh, sports gear, you know, like me very, right very, yeah, yeah, very relaxed, no makeup on. And I feel like uh, if I'm going to put a post out there and like I haven't actually been online for so long, I don't want to be posting like with my like hair literally all over the place and like my eyes like that. So <laughs> I, I feel like I need to get ready to demonstrate the brand in a better way because it is becoming yeah. a, um, I, yeah, I, I now because Skin Masterclass is also a demonstration of the licenses and I don't want to do them. But, Mis- misjudgment as well like misjustice as yeah. well because uh, we you know we, we are growing family and I feel like I, I need to stand up for them and I need to look proper and I never am <laughs> you never not look proper never really like I make an effort to when I'm like doing like the podcast and like meeting you face to face of course but generally speaking like it's just not a, a habit for me to get ready and put makeup every day I'm so used to putting up an infographic and you know oh I want to capture, for example, retinol. I, let, let me just put that out and then for graphics, it's just easier. But let's not talk about me. Let's talk about like the, the world. I think for the rest of the people, if they're just starting on the, their Instagram journey, on their social media journey, I would say having the balance really works. Um, yeah. What I like, though, is definitely sharing my face, like my my natural, my authentic self on stories. And I, that's where I connect maybe more with people on an individual basis and I and I like to do that so uh I like to share business advice not maybe I don't talk maybe so much about like the um you know education on skincare so much on my stories but um if I learned something or if I failed or if I have like a you know a bad day or if I had a good day like I I like sharing those insights those those business insights on my stories and that's where I probably would connect more with people um but YouTube is a great way I'm not on TikTok. YouTube. No, yeah. how do you feel about that? How do you feel about TikTok? <laughs> the thing is, like, uh, the, whatever we share on uh, you um, on Instagram, like those reels, those uh, captivating reels, um, which is context-based, not my face, but the social media manager would also share on TikTok. But I don't have TikTok on, on saved on my phone myself. Yeah, I just, it's a lot. I, I don't know. I didn't like the interface. I don't think it got me, you know, like I go on Instagram and everything I see is interesting or I go on my YouTube yeah. shorts and everything I see is interesting. Like I want to know, but TikTok just didn't get me. Like every time I went on, it was just sharing like really, really weird stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's like, it's just, it's just a waste of time to be honest. I, I had a, like maybe a couple of weeks where um I, the algorithm learned me, learned my brain. Okay. And I, every time I opened it, I would just be like, sucked into like mainly pimple popping videos which was just I'm sure like hours I was just looking at these things and then I had to just get off it but like obviously for work you've got to kind of use it but we've got a couple of um Gen Z's in our team so I'm trying to leave it up to them because <laughs> they love exactly. it but... I think it's, it's all about the like your clientele right I would say yeah and that was something that I've done like I've uh um and something that I, I really advise people to do, and I, I talk about this on my Instagram stories, like the learnings of, you know, running your own business is um, you, you have to have a very clear mission and vision when it comes to your business. Yeah. Like where, where do you see the brand growing and what do you stand for as a brand? 
right? And who's your market like potential? Like where, where, how are you acquiring those people to come and buy from you? Um, mm-hmm. So I've identified that as people that who are uh, not Gen Zs. Like I, I think probably hundred percent of my uh, members, Skin Masterclass members that who come and actually mm. join our program are all millennials, right? So I've identified that. So people that who are probably, uh, you know, 28 years old and plus, um, mm-hmm. mainly maybe, mainly in their 30s or their 40s. So that, like that's basically the millennials, people that who really value education. They don't have time. They're very busy. They're running a, either a busy clinic or a busy salon. Uh, you know, they are just people that who basically don't have so much time to be scrolling on TikTok. So I mm-hmm. was able to connect with these people more on uh, email because these are the people that who are quite active on their emails, right? So yeah. therefore, like I've noticed yeah. that, yes, I've like, I, I can create that engagement on Instagram, but then when I get them to uh, be on my email, I can then share more uh, storytelling um, with a bit of marketing, but not too much, still education, but more yeah. descriptive education. So what I would do on my email is like, okay, I'll, I'll get a schematic that was doing really well and performing really well. And I go into breaking it down more on a descriptive mm. way on an email. So people are not getting just like, you know, marketing, they're getting still pure education, but more in-depth education on my email. And therefore they're able to connect more because they will be able to say, okay, on Instagram, I follow skin masterclass to get my quick education and on email i'm able to then uh follow skin masterclass and get more in-depth information on specific topics and overall i feel like i connected with that uh, with, with, with the potential clients then so everyone is different i would say if you have more of a visual business where it's the nails where it's like a transformation where there's a before and an after i think of course using TikTok is a great idea because you can literally yeah. entice people to go wow. Um, whereas for me, I don't have a transformative business where there's not a clear before and an after. It's service yeah. one, so therefore I feel like you know my clientele will sit more in 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 other social media platforms. No, that's such a good point because like yeah, don't sleep on email marketing because you're completely right. Like I'm subscribed to a few. Uh, like marketing emails from people that I follow and really like and I'll always open them and it just makes you feel close to that person so yeah and especially for my generation I guess I'm on my work email every day sometimes at the weekend as well so exactly I I noticed that as well like I thought oh maybe Sunday people won't read their emails but people still read their emails on Sunday yeah so like when the when when no one else is sending actually is a best time to do an email blast and I always have Sundays uh, Mm. going as because then the rest of the world is quiet people are not sending each other email via work so probably the emails that are landing on your inbox are um, for other purposes and therefore it's going to catch your attention uh, quicker so I like to use that platform I've got a couple of questions now just to finish off that um we have been asking everyone um and one of those is like what is one of your biggest frustrations in the industry at the moment like is there something that you feel like needs to change um like a myth you want to bust um mm. yeah i would say i think in ge- it's just not ge- general all industries i would say frustration with it all uh is how bad content not bad that's the wrong word um like 
misinformation content like misinformation harming content um content that evokes kind of like anger and fear does better in our industry than education that's sadly true right so anything um anything that is an education people just scroll because they're like yeah that's fine but whereas if it's like i'm going to share with you free ingredients that you should never ever put on your face then that goes viral right because it's all about the fear and it's provoking people to listen and i would say that's probably a frustration because not like i I don't i don't like talking about negative ingredients or bad things to promote my services i like to be as positive and informational and educational as much as i can and like, for example, you know, fragrance is really bad and alcohol is really bad. And then like there's a split uh, split um, between people that who use fragrance and people that who do not use fragrance versus people that who use alcohol and skincare and people that who do not. People actually capitalize on this a lot. And I would say, yeah, that's so true. Uh, as long as you provide like whereas where I stand is alcohols and skincare can be bad if your skin type can't tolerate it. But there's also a use in alcohol. It's a great solvent. It's a great penetration enhancer. Many active ingredients that are prescription grade will still require alcohol as a delivery system, as a traditional delivery system. Yeah. So there's benefits. I, I don't want to get so technical. Kind of these definitive claims. Definitive claims. Like, exactly. Yeah. Get a lot and of often, PR, I would say. Like get a, yeah. like a lot of PR. And yeah, it's like, it's a thing, isn't it? That kind of, if when someone says something negative, it will stick in your mind more than Mm. when someone says something positive, um, which obviously is not necessarily what we want people capitalizing on. I I completely get that. Yeah. Um, And it's just one of those things I get sucked into those kind of videos and I'll be like, oh my God, what should I not never do? And and I'll be like, oh my God, I've been doing that. It's just like, don't stress me out. Just help me out, you know? Exactly. That's what it is. Don't stress me out. Help me out. That is is spot on there. And I think most of these um, viral contents, they stress you out and and then you suddenly have to... um, question everything that you've done up to the point that you lived you're like oh, yeah crap. like I've you know I've been doing that all wrong yeah uh, no yeah, totally. like yeah so I I would say that that type of content uh sharing that type of content and, and obviously Instagram and social media platforms pr- pr- promoting that type of content more is a frustrating point that I wish could change and where we can get more education, more hard work. Like we put in, especially the science educators and science communicators on Instagram, we put so many hours of work into producing uh, verified content, right? It's all yeah. about sharing verified content. We, don't, we just don't say, okay, let me just share this because it's trending. No, we try to give evidence. We try to give uh, references we try to get all the skills and expertise that we know about that a specific topic and try and make it reader and user friendly for people to be able mm. to understand in five seconds or 10 seconds or 15 seconds how many seconds they are consumed on your instagram and it's so hard to do and sadly it's not being promoted so much on uh, social media but never mind not as much as the the kind of education will always win yes yeah education always win knowledge is power and it's like yeah I guess correct that yeah that negative kind of way of posting it has become very trendy within I think 
the skincare space especially actually so yeah let's get rid of that (laughs) and people not supporting each other I don't know if you see that in your industry as well there's a lot of like um yeah like um like you know what they do which I don't again I don't really like um is like they people find a video um about someone saying call out videos yeah they, they call them out and they're like yeah you know, like, this oh, I just so had a facial wrong. expression, but oh, yeah. this is so wrong. But like, oh, no, you know, like that person also spent time and it might be wrong, but that might be their belief and that might be their their value that they decide to live their life on. So everyone is different. Just let people share what they want to share and don't judge. Yeah. I think judging. Oh, I hate the judgment. So, yeah, I'm calling out my, um, my the skincare communicators as well. I think there's a lot of judgment on miscommunication it, 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 it here as well. It can be can be judgy I mean mm. the beauty industry is amazing full of amazing people but there, you know I've definitely noticed that there can be big divisions around certain things and rather than trying to have open and honest conversations about it to kind of help each other get to the right point it can become very just yeah yeah I think we need to talk yeah we need we need to be yeah we need to be mindful of like mental health and how how Mm. that might affect someone um you know some especially these videos go viral and you I really really feel really sorry like I actually find it hard to sleep sometimes thinking that man like that person must feel horrible after receiving that kind of negative flashback just because like they said something that is wrong and you know it's just it's just not nice so I hope that we can be a little bit more understanding and and empathetic with each other and a bit kinder and kinder yeah what advice would you give to young Cheatham like is there anything that you'd say to your younger self that you feel like your younger self could have done with hearing for your kind of journey in your career and your life yeah oh god wow that's a powerful question <laughs> um sorry it's just, i feel like i just dished that out of nowhere but then, <laughs> I, would, there we go. I would yeah i would say like um have more faith having mm. more faith and um I, I, this is just my personality as well i'm always very self-critical about like uh um you know i i it's almost like I need to have hundred people believe in what I'm doing for me to believe in myself. And that is actually quite hard. Um, and yeah. also it's quite consuming. Like, um, and um, I feel like I, I am still working on it. I'm, I still haven't uh, mastered that skill to be able to switch from like that negative cheatum to positive cheatum to be able to hundred percent trust myself and go, go forward with it. Um, yeah. But I would say like, I, I, I was, I was much worse. And I feel like I had to go through a lot of tests and struggles and like pain to be able to come out of it stronger. And I wish yeah. I was able to tell that Cheatham that no matter what, everything's going to be fine. And you're going to be doing well um, and mm. just have trust and faith in yourself and don't let, don't let people's opinions define you. Um, yeah. And, you know, try to define your own self. And if you, if you see yourself uh, being, I, this, this, this doesn't necessarily mean that people misdefined me, right? It's me yeah. misdefining myself. yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah Exactly. No, you won't be able to do that or um, who are you to be able to do that and always, always having a critical mind and I think that's quite, yeah, a, um, yeah that has been something that I had to 
get overcome. help for and overcome. And I would be able to just, I would like to just tap on Cheatham saying, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. You just do what you and want it's like to do. Those kind of things don't necessarily, you can get better at it, but it's not like it's going to go away and you're always going to never think those things. And, but it's just about how you deal with it and like learning to get better. I, I can be totally the same. Like, something that I've done that's good is not good unless other people have told me it's good. Even if like yeah. in the back of my mind I know it's good, it's not until I've got all of these other people saying, oh, that's really, really good. And if someone doesn't say it's good, then I'm like, oh, why? oh my God, yeah. like why? It's yeah. so rubbish. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but you know, you know when you've done good work, but it is really hard to just sit with that sometimes and be yeah. like, yeah, I'm sure about myself. I've done it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been seeking validation right you you always see yeah, validation, validation from others for your for your work where you exactly as you said you know deep inside that is actually really good but you still seek that validation and that is self-validation is so yeah. difficult and important though exactly it's, and I think I think that's, that's a skill that I'm still learning mm, it's a, it's a yeah skill. me too I, I think it's something that especially when you're <laughs> running your own business it becomes very difficult to dissociate with that because every single action defines the that your success in your business so you have to like always, you know, overthink. Like I'm an overthinker anyway, but and also yeah. I'm a perfectionist. So I always need mm. to overthink and make sure everything's perfect before putting out something because I feel like okay, like this is my baby, this is my business. If yeah, I don't yeah, get yeah. it right, no, then you know, people people won't get it, and you try to get people to get it. And sometimes um, we just need to put out the put put out whatever we are working on it out there. And just believe that we've done our best and just seek um, seek for good things to come. Yeah. And, uh, it's yeah. so true. Like, I've, I have ADHD and, like, I'm a procrastinator, perfectionist, nightmare. And, like, perfectionism isn't actually a positive trait a lot of the time. It's a nightmare. Um, mm. And it's, it's a confidence thing, isn't it? It's like, or you're procrastinating because, I don't know, I see it as a form of self-sabotage sometimes, but um, yeah. I had a coach at one point and they said, um, done is better than good. Like, yes. get it done. It's better to have it done than to never do it. Like, just do it, basically. Yes. yes. <laughs> Rather than just sitting in it and not doing it because it's better to have it done than to not have it done at all. Um, no, you're right. Totally. That's totally. Something I, I, I resonate that. with that totally. So whoever's listening um, to this, just get it done. Just get it done. Just do it. Just do it. It will be fine. <laughs> if I were to go back, I would be able to say to myself, um, you're nothing, not, no condition is going to be the best condition. Yeah. Just make most out of the condition. In the end, look at the condition that I developed my brand in COVID, yeah. right? Yeah, like far away from the rest of the world, uh, you know, so, catering for two kids, so, homing, um, uh, you know, I, I anyway, so I'm, I'm proud of myself. And yeah, um, you should be. It's awesome. Like what you've achieved is so awesome. Um, and it's just great, like seeing your growth, like since I've known you as well, like how many more followers you've got, like how many more people are obviously reaching out to you, seeing you speak at PB London was so amazing as well. You did such a great job. Um, and I think you're just going from strength to strength and it's very exciting. But I've got one more question for you. Yes. Um, I want to know three products that you couldn't live without 
and I need to know like the brand name and the name of the product. Okay, so I have got uh, my one product that I really, really like. Um, and probably I always have it, right? I don't know if you know this. Uh, Lourish Posay Chica Plus yeah. 3.5. Uh, it contains 5% pantanol with malachite. It's a soothing repairing bulb. It's beautiful. It's really nice. I, I, I don't have any correspondence or any affiliation, any kind of like, that's like kind of, uh, I would say, again, another USB for Skin Masterclass that we don't actually co- correspond with brands. But just this product yeah, is good. really, really powerful. Um, I like that one. It's just very good mm-hmm. for dry, dry skin, soothing skin, acne prone skin. It does mm-hmm. not irritate. It does not sit heavy on your skin. Another one that okay. I really enjoy using at the moment. It's my first bottle, so um, I've I've been enjoying to use it. Is Alumier AHA Renewal Serum. Uh, contains lactic acid, so it's quite nice and gentle on the skin. And uh, I like I like the consistency of the product. So I can very well still use the AHA serum and then layer it with a heavy moisturizer on top. Um, another one that I've been enjoying using and I did a repeat buy is by Fresh. It's a kombucha facial treatment essence. Ooh. And again, I, um, it's full of antioxidants. Um, it's got advanced metabiotic ingredients included in it. And it's quite, quite nice. It's like a nice soothing mm-hmm. essence. And I just like good, good textures. I don't like sticky yeah, products. Yeah. So any product mm-hmm. that actually like gives me like a visible glow and a kind of like nice, Condition hydrated feel on my skin. I really, really like using. And, okay. Uh, my my own formulations as well. Um, I I have give it a plug. Now's give the it time. A plug. Why not? <laughs> 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 so um, yeah, I have a, a moisturizer that is uh, suitable for my um, sensitized acne prone skin. So it still contains uh, vitamin C oil. It contains niacinamide. It contains uh, peptides. That's quite uh, good to um, strengthen the skin barrier, but also um, help with brightening, with pigmentation. But it mm. also has anti-inflammatory ingredients like pantanol um, and zinc that also soothes the skin if I do have that kind of like irritation or acne. Well, it sounds like I need that right now. Yeah, I can, I, I can definitely pipe that over to you. Ooh. When Thank I'm in you. Germany, I'll be able to. Yeah. You know how expensive it is product to send out products from Malaysia? It's like to send out imagine. one product is £80. And I'm like, what? However, hopefully, uh, don't know exactly when, but I'm going to make my products more mass market in the next coming year so people are able to oh my God, get how it more exciting. accessible. So it's going to be it, soon, soon, to be announced soon. That was yeah, that was going to be one of the things as well, just to finish off with, like, what's going on with Skin Mask Class? Like, is there any new developments? Anything else that you want to plug? Any news? So I, we have actually launched our uh, software, which is a skincare consultation and education platform software, which is industry first. Uh, wow. So it's a, a software designed specifically for skin professionals that are selling skincare or recommending skincare to their clients. Uh, and it's... a um, it's a consultation software. So you can take your clients through a skincare consultation mm. from start to finish in our software. So it plugs on almost any platform. So even if you're using any CRM uh, platform, you'll still be able to integrate Skin Masterclass beautifully in, in incorporating into your business. Um, and what we like to pride ourselves as a Skin Masterclass is the Masters of Skincare Education and also Skincare Consultation. So we mm. put them together 
packaged it into a software that where people are able to now um, use, so skin professionals are able to use in order to consult and educate their clients under one umbrella. So that's uh, exciting that we we launched. Yes. That's so exciting. Wow. I can do a skincare consultation on you using the software and you can see how it works. And I think that would be quite oh my god yes let's do that it's a virtual experience so that's that's um something that i also wanted to incorporate because we're trying to promote now more skin professionals doing more virtual um providing more virtual experiences because we live now Mm. in a digital world where we we are potentially could be earning from a worldwide audience we don't have to be limited now to our postcode i have some professionals now that they literally work um in in salon in clinic like three times a week and they work from home two times a week giving them the freedom the flexibility that they always needed so it's being able to really cater for your clients virtually and just doing it online and which is the beauty of um yeah beauty of um digital transformation i would say yes yeah exactly wow that's incredible that's really really amazing like this now there's so many kind of elements to skin masterclass it's it's really exciting um but yeah it's honestly it's been amazing to talk to you You know I love speaking to you um and I'm so excited to see you in September because you're going to be speaking at PB North on the Monday at 11am. So that's Monday the 25th of September. PB North is going to be hosted at Manchester Central. And you're going to be talking about kind of your signature thing, which is, I I feel like this is something, I don't know if I came up with this or if you came up with this. No, I think like it was you, and- which was like a, a, an amazing name, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, so it's like skincare mixology, cocktailing and layering, basically skin cycling protocols for all skin types. So yeah, that sounds really, really exciting. And something that everyone, basically, if you follow Cheetah on Instagram and you see what she does, I feel like this is going to be kind of like a a live taster into Cheetah's amazing skincare knowledge um and how to actually use all of these incredible active ingredients properly and to advise your clients for their very specific skin type how to use those products and cycle them um accordingly to avoid irritation and best results would you, would you say that's right yes that's yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, i really can't wait for that and i love that it's going to be in manchester i'm coming back home i know I that's really cool. so long so it's just yeah it's going to be an amazing uh time it was so amazing to talk to you oh so amazing to talk to you can't wait to see you really looking forward to you being closer so that it's like easier to talk on um without you being like so many hours uh <laughs> difference you know and it'll be nice for you as well so I yeah know, I really can't wait I can't wait for our catch up definitely thank you so much it was been lovely speaking to you so lovely to speak to you too and and um if anyone wants to talk to Gdem um your email is info at skinmasterclass.com right and um skinmasterclass on instagram perfect that thank you Kezia mm-hmm.